Well, hello everyone and welcome to the New Ground Life and Leadership Podcast, here to help you thrive as a follower of Jesus wherever you are and in whatever you're going through. Yes, welcome back to another episode. It's great to have you with us. Hey, listen, we are close to the one year mark uh, of us being going as a podcast. We released our first one back in November 2020. And since then, we've been so encouraged by how it seems to be connecting with people and encouraging and hopefully equipping people to think through issues to do with the Christian life, being inspired, seeking Jesus more, all of those things. We hope it's having that effect. We hope you're enjoying it. Uh, We've actually had over 7,000 downloads of the podcast and around 2,000 views on YouTube, which is just amazing. We're so encouraged and from countries all over the world. So wherever you're listening from, um, it's so great to have you with us. In fact, why not get in touch? You can email me on podcast at newgroundchurches.org. I'd love to know where you're listening from and how this conversation, these conversations is encouraging you and helping you. We are so encouraged and hugely grateful to you yourselves, the wonderful people out there who are listening and on this journey with us. Thank you so much. Listen, if you haven't liked or subscribed to us just yet, why not do so? That way you'll be updated every fortnight with uh, downloads straight into your account, your podcast, whatever app you use. Uh, That way you'll never have to look for us. It will just keep appearing on your devices. Also, if you wouldn't mind, How about taking a few minutes to just head on over to the iTunes store and leaving us a review? That way our ratings can increase and our conversations will get out to more people. We're not chasing that game, but we do want to encourage people believing that actually the things that some of our contributors say are so helpful and so need to be heard by more and more people to hopefully serve them and help them pursue Jesus and thrive in their Christian life. Now, well, as a part of our series of interviewing different friends of ours from within New Ground Churches, for today's episode, I connected with Alex Johnson. Alex is a member of Jubilee Church in East Grinstead and is also a professional drummer. As a drummer, Alex has experienced life on the road, on tour, out and about and around the world, and has had the opportunity to perform alongside bands such as the 1975 and Pale Waves. At times, has also played in front of crowds of over 10,000 people, uh, including also appearing uh, on the FIFA soundtrack and the Netflix, some Netflix TV shows. Uh, So that's coming up, my conversation with Alex Johnson. And then in two weeks time, we're releasing a conversation I had with Krista Friend, who is a child and adolescent psychiatrist. It was super inspiring. And I know it's going to be such a blessing to so many people. So keep your ears out for that. All the more reason to subscribe. So you just get that one straight away. Um, but from now, for my conversation with Alex, we, we talk about the importance of church, accountability, discipleship, mentoring people. And I hope you're going to enjoy it, particularly if you're in one of the youth groups in our New Ground Churches. Thanks for joining us and listening to the conversation. I hope this helps inspire you to follow Jesus for yourself. Well, God bless you, ladies and gentlemen. And let's give it up. And welcome Alex Johnson to our podcast. Alex, great to have you with us. Hey. Thanks for joining us today. Um, why don't you just introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a bit about what you do? Sure. Well, um, as Jay said, my name's uh, Alex. And for the last uh, eight plus years, I've been playing drums in bands and for artists and touring around a bit. And so how did you get into to drumming and being able to do that as a job? I imagine that sounds like a lot of a lot of teenage boys kind of dream uh, and you're living it. So tell us about how, how you turned a hobby into a, a profession. Um, 
I think it started when I went to music college. I did a year at music college in Brighton um, at BIM, for those of you who know the area. Um, and that was like my first proper year of like music education, you could say. Um, and I just loved it. I loved like playing with other people. I loved playing drums. Um, but, and I knew I just wanted to do it more. So after that, I then uh, moved up to London and studied in London for four years. Um, and over those four years, I played in various bands and, you know, got better. Like went to jam nights and played with loads of people, met loads of people. Um, and then I kind of just like eventually fell into a band that started doing really well um, by no intention of my own. Um, but like started playing with a bunch of really talented guys and yeah, got picked up by a record label out in America and started touring in the US, supporting various bands and eventually did our own tour in the States. Yeah, so for, for several months or years, you were on tour, were you? Yeah, so there, there was a period of time when our, the band was going really well that um, we were touring quite a bit. So we did like a number of tours around the UK, supporting various acts. And then um, we were really fortunate to go out to the States and support a band called The 1975. We did that for, a, I think that was like uh, nearly eight weeks but we covered the whole of North America on that tour, which was insane. That was like, I guess that's that was living the dream in that moment. Yeah, wow. Tell us, what's it like being on tour with a band? Uh, is it everything you hoped it would be? Did it live up to those expectations? <laughs> um, yes and no. Um, like, brilliant, um, but also um, like an insane amount of travelling and very long journeys um that um when you when, when we did it like the first time when we were supporting like a much bigger band we did it on like a nice tour bus and it was great because you just wake up in the next city um but when we did our own tour around there it was like just a small sprinter van and it's like nine hour drives through the desert in the middle of nowhere all day uh and then it's very much less glamorous <laughs> Well, and so tell us as well, um, when you became a Christian um, mm -hmm. and then how your faith has had an impact on you getting into music and uh, and then we'll come on to talk about what it's like being a Christian in that industry. But um, just start telling us the influence that church and faith has had on your life. Mm, sure. So like um, my mum took me to church from like a, a young age. Um, so I've always been in the church and exposed to church culture and Christian culture. Um, and I couldn't put my finger on it, but there was, there was a point, definitely a moment, probably in my teens, where um, I made a commitment um, and decided that I wanted this faith for myself, not just because I was in the environment. Um, and yeah, that's kind of like, I mean, as with any anyone's faith, it comes in peaks and troughs, and there are moments where you you feel like you're recommitting, and moments where you feel like I'm trying my best. Um, um yeah so like and in terms of like music and that I think the church was brilliant in encouraging me to like play in like youth band or playing in a Sunday morning like even when I was terrible you know like um just the encouragement of the church there was was, was great. So are there other Christians in in the when you're on tour in the states for example were there other Christians in the band with you um and then tell us about that environment and that some of the challenges you may have faced as someone, like you said, that's just quite a helpful description of being a, a Christian. It comes in peaks and troughs, um, trying to live consistently for Christ in a hostile environment. What was that like? Talk to us a bit about that. 
yeah it was it was it was tough it was like really great because like so i was the only christian in 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 the band i was in um but they're all like great guys great people like um doesn't detract from like how they were as people but um yeah like you say there are there are different challenges that then come with that um and i think the big uh, there was there was definitely time where like i'm like ah oh, could have been better there or oh, i could have done better there um and i was actually like reflecting on that this morning um knowing we we're going to talk about these times and and i think um the biggest thing to bear in mind is that that's like the greatest trick the enemy will want to pull on you is to sort of call yourself a christian or oh you messed up there and i think in like when you're a less mature christian those those times really hit you they're like gut punches almost and you feel gutted and like oh that's everything but um i think what god has taught me or and what i'm still learning is that there's still um you've never you've never lost your chance you know there's never you've never done too much damage that god can't still work through you or shine through you in the situation that you're in and i think carrying that forward like through my career and through touring and through working with other people um yeah it's built me up like that sort of learning that um yeah so it's not it's not always easy but there are like great moments too and like i've definitely um survived as long as i have in the industry because of my faith Mm. because of your faith talk to us about that what do you mean i think you know um simply prayer and having people to pray with me um through it it's like it there was a time what sort of like um i don't play in that band anymore and it was great it came to kind of a natural end but there was a time where we were going through uh so much legal difficulty with like management and record labels and stuff like that and it was very overwhelming because um you you play music to be a musician and you know i play drums to be a drummer um not to sort of like have to pour through contracts and this and that and you know months of litigation for whatever it is and so it was actually like you know i was really lucky to have like an amazing small group that i'm part of that like um like just praying for me in that situation to give me peace in that situation um and it not just to completely wipe me out and want to give up because mm. you talked before when we when we spoke several weeks ago now about the challenge of isolation perhaps when you are on tour or when you are in an environment that like you said with great guys you get on really well with but not necessarily going to fuel your faith for you and help you follow Jesus faithfully in an environment where again you you described to me just there being a steady stream of beer and wine available freely um, (laughs) and the the tendency when you're on tour is to just begin every day with with drinking um mm. uh, to, talk to us about that culture and some of the challenges that uh, the isolation brought isolation from a christian community when you're not presumably in church brought mm. i think things become things that aren't normal become very normal quickly um i think i said to you like it can sometimes feel like a bit of a holiday when you're on the road um because you're kind of away you know you're away you're not home you're like you know especially when like i was going to america or somewhere like like just abroad it it really does feel like that you know there are, there is a work element to it but like you know i would say that you ask 10 musicians if they felt like work when they're on the road like you know most of them would say no it's great fun you know it's like you're doing exactly what you want to do um but yeah it's strange because you, you can get in you know you go on holiday and you're like oh yeah cool right well 
just have a beer or I'll just do this and it doesn't matter. And, you know, it's very easy to fall into the trap of like uh, doing something like drinking more than you normally would. And, and that's weird. It's like a very weird thing to slip into, but then also like, it's something you definitely need to like, make sure you don't stay in. Um, and like, cause it's, you won't last eight weeks on the road if you're gonna consistently like drink too much alcohol. Um, but what I do in that situation or what I, what I, yeah, what I have done is like, I always make sure I have friends that I can text or call that I know are there for me. You know, I have a brilliant wife who like will always call me when I'm on the road and like just check in on me and stuff like that. I think it's so important just to like when you're in isolation to know that there are people you can reach out to. Um, and then, you know, if you, you've had a rough show or something, things are going wrong, you're just like, oh, can you just pray about this? Because I'm like, I feel feeling down or, oh, this is going on. Can you pray about this for me? And, you know, just having good people around you that can like send you verses send you scripture send you words of knowledge just be praying for you like that's so important mm, yeah um talk to us about the the impact that church has had then on your life um before that and how did you how have you come to appreciate and rely on church were there times where you wandered away from faith or wandered away from a christian community and realized i needed to i need that in my life um particularly i think over the past year we've all known that experience of church being online and inaccessible but in in proper form with people in in person we've all come to realize uh, our need for it perhaps to some degree but uh, talk to us about your relationship with the church growing up um i think church church like i said to you church growing up has been a big part of my life since i was young like when i when i was younger my my mum suffered from like mental health difficulties for a, a period of time and like the church really like pulled around us I was just brought up by my mum so it's just the two of us um but the church really pulled around us in terms of like uh people bringing us into their home and looking after me making sure I got to school and things like that when when my mum was struggling so from a young age it was very practical you know like um uh definitely spiritual as well but I'm not so aware of it like at, at, at those ages I guess um but yeah then I guess as I got older it, it is like um, that um, that push and pull of the world that you get when you're growing up and you're trying to find your own feet in who you are as your own person. Um, and you are just sort of, it's almost like you, you can be being tugged on both arms, you know, like where, where am I, where, where's my balance? You know, how do I balance it? What, what is safe for me to be in? What is actually going to like pull me off the right, the right, uh, the right track? And so, yeah, I've definitely had moments like that. And I think I've really, really felt that. Like, a, like a, I'm definitely like a feeler in a way, like I can be quite emotional. Maybe that's like just the creative in me. But like, um, yeah, like definitely moments of like feeling like depressed because I've spent too long away from the church. And, you know, there there is definitely something to be said. And I guess, like you said, a lot of people have experienced that over the last 18 months, that when you're away from that, like home that family environment um it is sad and you can feel that sadness um so yeah that's what it feels like when i'm away when when i'm when i'm back it's great like um and I definitely the last i guess like eight years of my life have been in that place where i'm i'm really pushing into church and the community and and know that it's wholly beneficial mm. for me um then just go and do mm. my own thing. Yeah, and I think what you described there about this push and pull 
again, every new Christian, every young person uh, experiences that. Um, what would be some advice to like your almost your teenage self who's experiencing that push and pull, and even then entering that 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 world of professional music on tour? What would be some advice to people who are trying to navigate that line? Perhaps university students in a similar culture where drink is such a a part of um, part of the environment that people are in. What would be some of your advice there? Mm. Um, get someone to disciple you. I think. Having having someone that's um, not necessarily like loads older than you could be like oh but someone that's certainly like way more mature in their faith that has possibly done like the same things as you want to do or whatever. Um, but yeah, like um, as as Paul said, like a spiritual father, you know, like have have someone that's going to like lead you through um, your faith and through scripture and through prayer you know someone that will teach you how to pray someone that will teach you how to like unpack the bible um i think on like a one-to-one basis not just on like a sunday morning in church or but yeah i think that real like intimate teaching that you can have with a friend or you know uh it is just so invaluable so that's what Mm. my advice would be That's that's brilliant thank you and is that something you sought out yourself or did people come and approach you for that yeah, there was definitely, there was a time, I think I mentioned I mentioned to you before, where I was like leaving an old band, ended up going into the band that like took me, you know, around the world. Um, like, and there was a big moment for me, but there was a guy that I'd, I'd been praying with regularly and just like sort of he'd give me counsel and he was always like the guy and he always had time for me. And I, I remember like the evening where I like told that, that old band, like, you know, I want to leave um you know before I did that I went and prayed with him and we prayed about it and you know just it just gave me that refilling that 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 courage and the strength to like you know take the path that seemed so difficult to take you know because the thing I was in was so bright and shiny and looked fantastic but there was also the part of me that knew it wasn't the best way for me to go so yeah that that was a guy guy called Phil brilliant brilliant guy like would have wouldn't have like um made half as many good decisions if it hadn't been for him he's also like a fantastic drummer musician as well so there was there was that there that's brilliant so you found a christian uh mentor who's a drummer mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean like, that's, that's the brilliant thing about being in london is that you can find a church where there are so many fantastic musicians in it's full of them like there's full of like creatives and there's a there's a there's a, a big i'd say christian musician community in london um for sure mm. That's really helpful. Thank you. Shout out to Phil then. Yeah. <laughs> and I would imagine um, for for yourself, growing up in an environment that you said was just you and your mum, the church presumably played quite a large role in in revealing kind of older brothers, fathers, uncles as well. Um, yeah, for sure. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, I, I think over the years it's just... Um, I mean, there's there's so many names where it's been like youth leaders or or worship leaders or pastors or whoever. Like you know, there's always been people there that have pulled alongside me and and my mum as well. And I think, yeah, I just I, I don't know. I guess like thank God for those people like that um, that we don't we're not a part of a community that's passive and just lets people get on. You know, as the church, we want to lift each other up and and build each other up and. I, I, yeah I don't I don't know 
how much deeper I can go into it other than just like they, they were brilliant and like thank god for those people <laughs> mm, oh that's fantastic I think it's a really important encouragement to anyone who's you know holding that tension um between the, the like, as you describe it the the push and pull of the world and trying to find your place in the world trying to find your your feet with your faith so to speak for anyone um it's really important as you said to have people who do mentor us and disciple us and speak into our lives to open ourselves up to that so remember you says um as you alluded to there you were in a band but felt god speak to you about leaving that band um, which then led to you being part of this other group that resulted in you traveling the world and uh, experiencing life as a, as a full-time professional drummer. Um, and I, what I love in, in talking to you and hearing your story as well is is the is the way that you're, you're making it clear for us that um, God is interested in every part of our lives and there isn't a secular and sacred divide in the world, that what you're doing as a drummer is as is a kingdom activity and and you're there as an ambassador of Christ. Um talk to us about what it is, what that motivates you and is kind of you felt as a call if you'd use that word or as a drive to get into drumming and pursue thing pursue that um that as a profession. What was it for you that motivates you and keeps you going? Oh, uh, like I just absolutely love it. And I think that anything that you really love like like music and art or uh, whatever it is you know like if you're like way clever and mean numbers or science you know stuff like that like whatever you're really passionate about I feel like God puts that in you and it's something that you're you're created with um so I think for me like like I'm just trying to like be excellent at what God has given me you know uh, and I feel like that for me at this time is like being a drummer, being creative, being a musician. And um, I think you honor God by pursuing the things that he's given you or the talents he's given you and made you good at. Like that just, that glorifies God. The fact that I practice, you know, glorifies God as much as you hate practicing when you're young. It's actually brilliant and it does you the world of good. Um, and that honors God and that glorifies God um, in what he's given you. So I think, yeah, like, like I said, I don't know. I kind of just fell into it professionally but I think I always just love doing it because that's just how I was made mm. wow that's a really good answer I mean it reminds me of Eric Liddell's um, famous quote that everyone uses that when I run I feel God's pleasure um, and like you said you honor God with the gifts that he's given you and using them in the different spheres that he places you um, you mentioned earlier that you're married so talk to me about marriage and life on tour and the challenges that that brings um, yeah I mean you just have to have a really patient wife <laughs> <laughs> patient or long suffering oh yeah um, yeah <laughs> they become one and the same i think especially with a drummer as a husband um Do, are you one of those drummers uh who sits at the dinner table banging his fingers on the on the desk uh, on the table in different oh, rhythms like yeah there's, there's like, i can hear rhythms in most things the dishwasher will be going and i'll be like nodding along to it really like that um yeah no she's amazing i think like it 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 really works for us because we we met at a time where I was really pursuing what I, what I was doing, like playing in a band. You know, I actually joined the band that I stayed with for a long time, kind of the similar time as we started dating. So like from the get go, there was always this very honest conversation. Like I I love this, like I really love this, and I'm I'm going for this, and I also love you, and I want to go for this as well. Like can we make it work and and you know and we decided that we could 
Um, so I think um, my advice would be, if you're young and not married or dating or whatever, is just be open. If your dream is to like tour and see the world as difficult as that is at the moment, like just be honest with your partner about that and just, just like, uh, yeah, make sure they're aware so that when it comes to you going away for months at a time, um, it's not uh, out of the blue or uh, like un unexpected. Um, that's what I'd say. Like from the get go, we 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 kind of knew what we were, what could happen, um, and yeah, and uh, and my wife was like, um, uh, she studied languages, so she did like time uh, like a year out as well. So we we were kind of like well practiced at like long distance. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, we sort of were, like were trained in that from an early stage. Yeah, and what would be some of your just tips on how to maintain good health in a marriage like that then when you are apart for a length of time? Um, stay in contact. Like, um, uh, yeah, as, as hard as it is, but if you're like, you know, uh, in a different country, time zones and that suck, but like just make the time, even if it means you, you have to wait up till two in the morning just to say good morning and have a good day at work um do that um surprise them with flowers that's what I did once um and she's in fact so surprised that she didn't believe they were from me because <laughs> it's something that I've not really done before so she's like surely not um so yeah I don't know I like that you that said was... I did that once like... <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> once upon yeah. a time sounds like you should do it more regularly <laughs> yeah well I haven't, I haven't been too far away since then okay. so it, uh, it's been a villa but yeah no you're right I probably almost <laughs> certainly should do that more regularly anyway um but yeah I, I don't know like we're we're such good friends so like it's natural for us to talk to each other a lot um uh, and so uh, obviously I guess any any husband and someone who's been in a relationship for a long time will tell you communication is so important and I think just keeping keeping in touch just make the time sacrifice or the sleep sacrifice to, to to call your other half and just let them know that you love them and you miss them mm. and uh, what's your life look like now because you mentioned you're you, I don't think you're with that band that you were on tour with now you're more mm -hmm. um so to speak freelance as a drummer so what is it what does that look yeah. like for you well you know it's like it's weird talking about this now because it's I'm only just starting to do that again um yeah I imagine after the pandemic after, yeah yeah so you know, I was I was kind of freelance anything for eighteen months. You know, if you've got work, I'll go and do it. You know, um, just just trying to trying to get by. Um, but what it looks like now is um, I'm about to go away for a couple of weeks, just around the UK with a with a, a new artist, and so um, that just involves rehearsing long hours in the rehearsal studio, and then more learning when I get home to make sure I remember everything that I've rehearsed um and yeah and then going off again so going off um mostly involves sitting on motorways in the van and then <laughs> playing playing some music um so you're you're yeah. playing um what is, is the artist someone that anyone would know um probably not like she's she's very like um kind of like up and up and coming mm -hmm. she's got she's just released her first album but it's very uh it's cool i love it it's very like chilled out electronic kind of music she's got a fantastic voice as well and I like it's really fun wow. to play so you so you've not I don't know if you met her but in in theory you're often 
playing music for musicians and artists that you've not spent much time with before, turning up to their their shows or rehearsing with them, having only just learnt the their music by yourself at home. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is the case for for a lot of things. Like, fortunately, I've never done anything that's required me just to show up and play completely cold. I've I've always been like lucky enough to have at least one rehearsal before going off and playing. But yeah, it can. Uh, you know, I've got friends that I just like had to learn music like on the train and then go and play the show. Um, yeah, lots of lots of lots of brilliant musicians have to do that. Um, I just thank myself lucky that I haven't had to do that yet because. <laughs> I don't know. that must be pretty nerve-wracking when you do do that um yeah right and so you mentioned you spent a lot of time on the road with band members um that must that must afford you some opportunities to share your faith and um talk about jesus with people is that sort of thing that but band members talk about on their lonely nights and their road their, their trips on the roads on stuck on the m25 and things um have you had any notable moments like that I think there have been times like um, I think people are just generally curious. Um, I think when you're someone like me who's grown up in church or a church environment like my entire life, you forget that people have actually had the complete opposite experience. And so they just don't know what church is. They may have like a preconceived idea and um yeah that like it's interesting to people know christmas carols and they'll go for christmas or potentially easter if their aunt goes to church you know something random like that but it's very rare that people understand like the community and the faith like element like how interpersonal and personal it can be so i think like most conversations just tend to be more like oh you do that oh that's cool oh you do that oh that's cool like it's not just hymns and organs um there's a lot more going on mm, i imagine you break most people's preconceived ideas of what a christian is when they meet you um if they've not hopefully in a good way. <laughs> sorry hopefully in a good way <laughs> <laughs> um and so you, i think you said before that you've had uh, songs um on fifa soundtracks and netflix and you've played in front of crowds of several thousand um mm -hmm. what is that is that quite a nerve-wracking experience playing in such large auditoriums with so many people listening how do you prepare yourself for something like that uh usually i don't eat before because i'm like <laughs> so nervous like when we when we did like our first ever like big show like that i don't think i could sit still for the whole hour leading up to it and i couldn't eat anything i was like sipping water i was like like the adrenaline was just um insane but once once you like once you get up there and you sit down and for me it was always after two songs i played two songs and i'd feel comfortable um but yeah it was it's crazy like um yeah it, there's nothing quite like it when when you see just that many people i'd never like uh when i'd when i was first doing it i'd never experienced that and it was just yeah it was really cool but very like yeah very nervy at the same time and I imagine the pressure is really on you as a drummer because um, it is the the one instrument people would probably notice most if it was out of time, and the whole band would probably fall apart if there was not that that timekeeping part of the, the the performance. Yeah, I think between drummers and electric guitarists, you're the most likely to drop absolute clangers that everyone will notice. Um, you know, in terms of like just loud, uh, intrusive noises that you weren't supposed to make. 
So, uh, yeah, sometimes you can definitely feel like, oh, I have to make sure I get this part right, otherwise everyone's going to know. Yeah, um, yeah. I think you on, on our last conversation, you called it the most distracting instrument in the band, which maybe a lot of people would agree with anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think certainly like um, a lot of church congregations would say that the drums may be the most distracting. Um, <laughs> the one that people have the most arguments and discussions about the volume of it yeah um, sure yeah. <laughs> that's why most of us are kept in boxes in, in most churches that you go to <laughs> yeah control the sound as much as you can don't yeah. let the drummer out because yeah. uh, drummers are uncivilised creatures <laughs> not in your case I'm sure Alex um, how do you handle the pressure though of, uh, of being that playing that instrument is it just a question of rehearsing as much as you can are there things that you've learned about pressure management generally um, you know, the best bit of advice I ever got was from my mate Phil again, Phil I told you about before. And I was I was is when I was on the road in America and things were going wrong. It wasn't like what we were playing, but like there was one night where we were using tracks and the track just failed and it and then there was one time where my my um uh, my monitor pack just kept on cutting out, like which is less than ideal when you're playing to a click track and 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 things, and I was just like I was like, oh, can you just like pray that this stops happening? Can you just like pray that it stops happening? And he was like, yeah, sure. But he was like, but, you know, also know that God has prepared you to like handle these situations as well. And it just like shifted my my focus from just being like asking God to take things away to um, knowing that I'm prepared to handle it. Uh, and I think that became transferable off the stage as much as on the stage. That's really good. That's a great piece. It reminds me of what Jesus said to the apostles. Don't, you know, you'll be dragged in front of uh, officials and magistrates on, on account of me. And the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say at the moment that there is a, a preparation that goes on beforehand. But there's also an equipping of the spirit in those things. And just as Bezalel was gifted by the spirit with creativity, we for, we do forget that God is interested in the practical and the creative aspects of all of our lives, not just the, the proclamation of the gospel uh, that he prepares you along the way. Mm. Um, oh, Alex, it's, it's been such a, a joy talking with you and hearing a bit about life as a professional drummer. Uh, is there anything else in your heart mm. and mind at the moment, just as we uh, are going to draw things to a close, that you'd want to either encourage someone who's looking to get into this or just something that the Lord's spoken to you about or taught you recently? Mm. I mean, if you want to get into into this kind of thing, um, yeah, just keep working at it, keep praying, uh, meet people, um, be discipled, be a disciple, yeah. Um, like make sure it is a, it, it can be a volatile industry and it, it is also very unforgiving at times as well. And um, I think drawing that support early is key. Really good to have, have people you can pray with and go to and give you advice. Um, there are loads of people out there. I'm sure anyone that wants to get into this will know someone that they, they can go to and pray with. Um, and in terms of, what God's speaking to me about uh, it's just knowing knowing who you are in him like your identity um know that that is sealed in Jesus and what he did um and just really push into that um in times of struggle in in good times like like just know know that your life is hidden in Christ uh and yeah that's superb thank you so much what a great place to leave it as an encouragement for people Alex thanks so much for your time I pray that your tour goes well around the UK and I look forward to hearing more of your tracks on 
um, FIFA and and the like, <laughs> and looking out for you <laughs> in the band as um, as you come on tour. Cheers, Jess. <laughs>